0: Rednecking it most, to the highest level most now. recent days
1: yeah. he's he's using country music in the fucking training montages now <laughs> <Like He's>, that, <laughs> you know he's got his curls and then instead of like a metal riff blasting it's like i'm a hard working man yeah. Yeah. i actually
0: roped a kid that was trying to take our plate the other day right at the gym I, thank god i had my rope with me
1: Yes, you roped the kid. Did you hog tie him? Yeah,
0: yeah, pulled him back, left him there. He's yes. still there
1: right now. I yep. hope you're recording this, Scott. We're good. We're we're rolling. We're rolling. Okay, because you can't waste any of this. I even sang. I just realized that I, like, sort of sang. With music. I'm a hard-working man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the, yeah, please don't, uh don't miss any of the gold. I sometimes feel, I often feel, Turner, that the best stuff is like, after we're like, okay, we're done. And then we'll like, yeah, make fun of ourselves for two minutes. You know, <laughs> Like, why didn't we so, get that? Okay, yeah, so I guess we're episode 131 of It's Just Bodybuilding. And uh, we're all here. Scott's back from his appointment at the hospital, which we'll get an update on. We got Dusty and, of course, Turner Riddle sitting in and joining us today as our guest. Um, It's good to have you on. You are one of the very few two-timers, Turner. Three-timers, technically. (laughs) Thanks to Dusty. Okay, but but two times, two times. Well, you're the only guy that got a practice show. Yeah, yeah. Right, it's true. You know, it's true. So remember to like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. And ring the bell. That is it. That is it. So uh, before we get going here, uh, Scott, what's the update? We all need the update on. Uh, Well, you know what's going on.
2: I got to see what's the latest. Literally, just ran in the door, got online. We all connected. We're recording, which is awesome. I'm glad this is working out. Uh, I saw a cardiologist today we still don't have like any definitive answer on anything and i'm not cured but the doctor seems to think that my heart might not be uh, a major issue so i'm really glad to know that we're going to be doing a stress test and uh, test and echo um and uh then he's going to turn me loose from there so it's not an answer but i guess not finding something was a good thing today you know what i mean Right, right. Absolutely. So you just think,
1: well, you just had that linger. You had that lingering long COVID thing for ages, didn't you?
2: I still do. Yeah, yeah. So I, I yeah. can't really train. But you, here's the thing: if you, you you guys know what it's like when you're at the the bottom of a squat or you know a very difficult uh, movement, and you feel like you're gonna pass out, and you're on like rep 19, and you're like, you know what, fuck it. If I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. And then you do three more. I was feeling, I've been feeling like that I've, since I got sick, like at rep three with like 135 on the bar. So, and I was just kind of like, you know what, I'll just push through because it's my lungs. But when, and, and, and you know, like if I pass out, I pass out, you know, it'll make my lungs work right. harder. But then when you start thinking, oh, is it because my heart's not beating right? Then the, the thing changes in your head. You know what I mean? Because then, then I start feeling like the analogy I pictured was if you're in a car, like just... Flooring it down the highway and you punch it and, and then you realize that like one of your tires is a donut and it only has one one lug nut in it like I'm wondering like is that my heart right now do I do right, I really want right, to do this right. you know so thankfully I might have a I, I, my, my heart might be all right so it doesn't give me the answers I want but it does let me know at least that I'm not you know like riding on a spare down the highway at 90 so well, it's yeah, me yeah yeah it's not
0: your lungs.
2: No, we don't know it's not my lungs. That's the next step. So the lungs are kind of iffy at best, but we'll find out. Right. When we find yeah. as we find out, I'll let you guys know. And I appreciate you taking Take a shot of
0: trend. See what happens. i tried that.
2: Yeah, that might clear it right, <laughs> up. It clear it right <laughs> up.
0: Sometimes that cough that a right.
1: will yeah. cl- shake something loose. You gotta get the trend I cough could, I think I do, if you, you put the, the trend in the vaporizer and then you just <laughs> <laughs> And yes. just fill your line with trend vapor, and then do a I set.
2: Think. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and then
1: do a set. Let me get it in there, you
3: know? <laughs> and let and let your doctor know that's what you're doing.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. After you do it, yes. So, we we yeah <laughs> we uh, we do have to touch on Dusty um, becoming a redneck. Um, so <laughs> yes. I have to ask a question of Turner here. Um, so, what state do you live in, Turner? Just remind everybody. Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay,
2: You got to say, so, say it like that. It's like Tennessee. Tennessee. There like you that. go. Tennessee. Tennessee.
1: There's, a, there's an A in there, right? Ten-
3: Tennessee.
1: Ten-a-C. Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay. It comes so, out better if you have a it.
3: big dip in your mouth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need, that. You need that, the accent of the swollen lip, the hockey lip. Yeah. exactly. Um, so now, as somebody who's from a real southern state, right? Tennessee's considered real South. Like, help me out here. I'm a Canadian.
3: Yeah, I would think so. Yeah,
1: real South. Now, is Dusty as much real South in South Carolina? Or is there like a prejudice against states as you go a little bit farther? Nah, you're not quite as South, or you're not quite as Uh, country, or you've got too many fancy nightclubs, you're not quite as redneck. uh, I don't know. How does it go? How does it go? uh, Rank them for me.
3: I would feel like South Carolina is probably on the border of being. I mean, North Carolina probably wouldn't be the South if, if that's what you're right, asking. Right, right, okay. South, South so Carolina, he, I would he, consider is the South, but I, that that wouldn't be like the dirty South. You know what I mean? If, if right, if okay, yeah, like it.
1: this real. Yeah, okay, uh, the real like yeah. I get I get what you're saying. When you say dirty South, I think of just like relentless, brutal heat. And just like no ocean. unbelievable humidity in the summer, humidity. and just yeah, 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 yeah. There's no okay, ocean. So, the dirty once south. again, once again, Dusty barely qualifies. Story of my life. <laughs> That's how I turned pro, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, okay. So, what, uh, what else can we look forward to in Dusty's? what 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 do you foresee in Dusty's redneck growth coming up? Yeah. We've got cowboy boots. He's lifted the truck extra far. He's playing country music now a lot more, going to country music festivals and shit. I went to a rodeo. Went to a rodeo. You're what else kidding. you got coming, Turner? Give us give us what his future holds.
3: His beard might grow a little little longer. Okay. It won't, he won't He won't stay so. He won't stay so trimmed up, and and um, like he won't take as good care of himself. It'll be just kind of like a little rough around the edges.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. Not, not
3: the, he's already rough around the edges, but it'll get rougher. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it'll like, get right, okay. Okay. worse. Let his hair down.
1: Okay. Is is he going to? Uh, uh, do you think Dusty is is gonna like? Are we going to see anything sneak into the gym clips? Like, is he going to get like a rattlesnake belt?
2: Oh, <laughs> or, or gym bag, rattlesnake gym bag. That'd be cool. Rattle, yeah, yeah, something. I'm just cool. wondering. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's celebrity I status.
1: I
3: <laughs> once, he buys, once he buys a diesel, it's, it's over from there.
0: <laughs>
3: he knows. Okay. It turns been <laughs> messing with me on that already. <laughs> yeah. What
1: about a cowboy hat? Does he start rocking a cowboy, a cowboy hat?
3: That's like, that's, that's a few more stages into the game. I'm I still a, right. a cowboy hat. That's, you haven't got yeah, it yet.
1: Sure.
0: No, I'm away. <laughs> no. Even he doesn't. It's funny. But we, when I was down there, I'm looking around and you see all the, uh, tourists buying cowboy hat stuff. I'm like, well, the fuck you ain't ever wearing that again.
2: Yeah, You're buying a right, $400
0: right. hat to wear for a day and throw that shit out. Like, get out of here. But, uh, we, we yeah, were more yeah. concerned with the Tennessee bodybuilding, which, uh, yeah. I blend it into pretty well with my redneck abilities, you know?
1: For- yes. Yeah. Let's hear. How, let's hear about your trip. The, what uh, What's? What was the trip like?
0: Well, we, we essentially just maneuvered a trip to Tennessee because I've been trying to do it. Uh, Jim needed me to film some stuff for Mutant, and uh, Hector lives like an hour outside of Nashville um, who filmed it, so scheduled the whole thing and just kind of popped up about a week out from Turner. I was like, hey, so... When I going to come to Nashville. I want to train. He's like, okay, cool. And I'm like, and I also need to film. And uh, I need you guys to be there. <laughs> And the good news was he already trained at 11. So that was set because I couldn't possibly change my time of day. That would ruin my life. <laughs> yeah. um, right, right. But uh, we, we went to uh, Redcon 1 Nashville, and uh, they took awesome care of us, set us up the gym. And Turner's real quiet in the gym. Only yeah, after each – after each brutal set, did he actually shout "fuck"?
3: Yeah, only a few right.
0: times. <laughs> First time, I mean, I was like, "Oh," said "fuck." Yeah, okay. And the no. manager was like, "Good set, good set."
1: Well, Dusty's so, been slightly reined in by the corporate gyms. He's doing good. He's got a great spot, but I don't think he's yelling "fuck" at this point. Normally, are you Dusty? No,
0: no not not okay. normally. Okay. I definitely was thrown, and and I could see that we are we were allowed to just basically get after. So I'm, I'm actually stoked. Hector sent me some of the videos, and he definitely captured what happened. So nice. good, it was good. Which which is something that you know we wanted to cover. The reason I wanted to have Turner on was to get into some of these things. Uh, and actually, I asked a bunch of people questions because I wanted like a little more targeted questions, not just for Turner, but for for each of us here. Um, so this one, uh, comes from Gina Davis, who I also am going to have, we're going to have back on the show. I already asked her. So we're Ah. getting her in, she has a different last name now. I forgot what it is, but she's married, but (laughs) everyone knows her as Gina Davis. So she talks about, she said this Turner speaks about training intensity and that you push yourself to where you, where a lot won't go. You might even say you have some loose wires. I've tried, I've tried to speak about this to people concerning just that. All of us who push past the fear and pain have something within us, a dark place, a psychotic switch, a thing we can call on to get to that next rep, even though it feels like we're going to break. My question is, what is that thing for him? And how would he best guide others to find that thing within themselves?
3: That's a great yeah, question, man. Um, <laughs> for myself, like I've my plate is full from the time I wake up until the until the time that I go to bed and I I like it that way um for years it wasn't like that so you know it's kind of a transition to where I am now but I don't I don't let stress too much overwhelm me to where I'm just like oh my god I'm, I'm you know I'm, I don't know what to even think I can't I can't function right so when I'm in the gym that is my we'll say two hours of the day where it's like if if i didn't have the gym i would punch somebody and i don't mean that like i wouldn't just like go off in a in an argument and just start beating the shit out of someone but you know every now and then you get that mad to where it's like you know you see people punch punch a wall or punch their car or stuff like that like i know i wouldn't do that because I'm, I'm pretty well mannered but like that is my out my uh that's just the where I allow myself to just be that person and I don't care what one person says to me if they kick me out of the gym I'll go to the next one you know but the funny the good thing about all of this is I've been able to I've been able to train the way I want to train and it it either attracts people like-minded people to you or it pushes them away and I'm I'm okay with there either one um, and so we'll say before before i was in the po- in the position i am now with business and things like that it, honestly man i just like to like in my mind what i told myself is i'm doing this because nobody else is doing this and i'm sure you guys can all relate to that you know like i, I we were we were training legs the other day and and um brian brian's my workout partner dusty's met him he said how many, you know it, it it happens a lot when you're training with someone they say well how many sets are you thinking here because i just want to get it in my head and i'm like well, how many sets are you thinking? He's like, well, you know, one build up, two working. I'm like, well, then fuck it, we're doing five because you you thought four, we're gonna do five <laughs> because nobody, everyone else is quitting at four, you know. And so, really, that's just my way of tricking myself into thinking like, I don't, I'm not blessed with the best genetics. I'm not, you know, I, I guess we could all say that, but that's just that's always been my that's always been my driver is I'm just gonna do what nobody else is willing to do, or at least that's what I thought. Love so that. but, solid, but to, 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 to add to that, how do how, how does someone else how do you find that in someone else? It would be if you don't have something dark inside you, you know, a, a death or a breakup or broke. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you just really got to train with someone that that knows what that is, that knows how to trigger that or get that out of someone. And, you know, I, I, I coach a lot of people that think that that's what they you know, they they train hard and I'll say they probably do train hard and Dusty and I were having this conversation, you know, there's, if, there's levels to all this. So if, if they think they're training hard, I, I consider that like a three or three to four. I'd like to sit, I would like to think I'm like a eight to nine. You know, I know there are people out there that train harder than me or heavier than me or longer than me, but, um, and you know, I've, I haven't trained with too many people that when we got done, I was just like, Jesus Christ. And now I have trained with some people that, that, you know, make me think, all right, it's time to step it back up. You know, it's time to, it's time to it. go you know, go back into the deep dark spot. But um you really just gotta you just gotta surround yourself with people that, that are are better than you. That's what it all comes down to. If you don't if you don't truly know and you're not um what's the word, delusional, like a lot of people are, um, you just need to you just need to get in there with someone and ask. Hey, can I can I bang weights with you guys one day? And then find out for yeah. yourself.
0: I have, I have a client, yeah. actually, guys, that uh, <clears throat> that it, Turner's going to have jump in with him. Um, he's since moved to Nashville. He's upped his game noticeably, but I know there's more. So <clears throat> I've been nudging, and I guess he actually told me last night that Turner invited him, and I was like, "Good. Um, as long as you survive that, that's going to be good for your career." Um, yeah, and if yeah. You know, yeah, that'll be Go good ahead. too.
3: Yeah, I, I, I mean like, like that Turner. I, I was just going to say that. Um, I, I can't remember if he introduced himself to me or, or what that was, but I immediately told Dusty, I was like, hey, I ran into your partner or your – excuse me, your client today, and, um you know, I didn't say he's a pussy, but I just said there's a lot more in the tank than what I'm seeing when I'm in the gym. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure that that kid, if he were to say, hey, compare my workout to Turner's workout, he would probably be able to tell you. Um, I don't know that he knows how to go in there and get that without – um without having someone push him, but that's why I'm here, you know? And, and the, the thing is like another thing I tell Brian all the time, and Brian's kind of like my little protege, not little, but um, he's, I'm trying to bring him up is, you know, when you're in the gym, you, you need to set an example, especially if this is the field you want to be in. And so I'm not really, I'm not really worried. They're all outsiders when I'm in the gym, unless I'm using something in there to motivate me to piss me off to get a good set. But um, I do try to set a good example of what, if any of these people wanted to be a client of mine or associate with me, they would understand that, hey, if if I'm not training like that, I'm not even going to bother asking Turner. Not not asking Turner a question, but like I need to step my game up if I'm going to uh, be a part of anything he's got going on. Right, yeah. So, that, it, they you can see because- it. It got
0: leaned right in. It's funny that these are kind of lining up. And this is something I want to get your guys is all of your take on. Another person asks, how do you manage expectations of clients that might be immediately out of reach? Um, do you reel them in to something more attainable? So the example is, and we all get this in Turner, I've sent them to you before. Someone will start out with me and they're a weekend and they're like, yeah, you know, by, by 2026, I'd like to be top six at the Olympia. And I'm like, you haven't done a show and and I'm not getting the genetics yet but how do you guys um not stifle because I mean I've done a lot of things people told me I couldn't do but but how do you make sure that someone's on target for their big ass goal if it's possibly too big but but without shooting them down
1: yeah um i think one thing is i try to have good radar for it ahead of time because like sometimes you don't like, you don't want to wind up working with that person anyways. Like sometimes it's too, it's too far. Right. Like the, the, it's not like it's something you can reel in. It's just so out of touch that it's not really repairable. Like it's, they've started out on the wrong foot and just everything is wrong from there. And the, the whole view of what every, the whole view of it is, is, is not accurate. So it's, it's like too much, like, like that's on, let's be on my wheelhouse. Like, I don't know what type mm. of coach that person would need. They have to start them from scratch. Someone with way more patience or ability to communicate that to them. I'm not sure. But I try to make sure I catch like the real bad cases of that ahead of time. Cause you don't want to like everyone's been, I mean, you coach enough people, you're going to get to the point where you're halfway into a prep with someone and you realize that they're like not in touch with reality. And then you're mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, fuck. And and sometimes, you know, we all have coached someone where something maybe got past us like, oh, fuck, I didn't realize this guy was expecting this mm. or thinks this is going to happen or whatever. So you want to try to catch that stuff ahead of time. And um, I think luckily because of the show, Dusty, most of the people that contact us seem to be already kind of like on the right path, right which <laughs> maybe makes our gives. like I Like I've been doing really well. I haven't really had to like worry about that issue for a long time. So I think the podcast helps. Right.
0: What about you, Scott? Do you do you something that you do to manage expectations or?
2: Yeah, I, I think, it, you know what, it's, it, it's kind of like what Ron was saying is is good communication. Um, and, I, and I think back to a conversation I had with a, a therapist when I was like 19. And I had I had this big lofty goal that I wanted to reach and I remember him saying, and it wasn't like the equivalent of like, oh, I want to do the Olympia. I can't remember what it was, but he was like, you know, if you want to reach that goal, then we have to think about the steps that it's going to take. So if somebody comes to me and they're like, hey, I, I will use that. So if somebody's like, hey, I want to be an Olympia, they never competed before, then I say, okay, you know, well, fair enough. I don't want to take that away from them, first of all, you know, because for hmm. who knows, they could do it. But I'll say, let's let's do what we need to do now. So number one, you know, but take a person that's like, well, number one, we need to get the body fat off you in order to grow the muscle. And then from there, we could grow the muscle and we could do a show, you know. So it's going to probably take this long to make that happen. And let's just focus on this step first. If we're talking about somebody who was like all the way at the beginning, you know, and, then I, and they've never competed, then I'd be like, let's focus on this step first and let's focus on getting you into a state-level show. And then you can see what it's like and see if you even like it. You know what I mean? And you can kind of yeah. – because then I think that – the. You, you could tell people all they want, but it's like when they have the experience, like over time they start to figure more out for themselves. And who knows that same person two years later might be like, Hey, remember when I told you I wanted to be Mr. Olympia one day, what a crazy thought that was, but I'm really happy to do yeah, what yeah. I'm doing now. You know what I mean? Like right. they have a, yeah. they've
0: grown, you know? Yeah. Perspective for sure. Anything to yeah. add to that Turner?
3: Well, what I was going to say is usually if, if they have those, um, Outlandish goals, which which they all should, um, and and they're either out of touch with with reality or they're in touch with with reality. Usually, as a coach, you can gauge that. And, and what I mean by that is, um, like for instance, I had a kid this week um, <clears throat> message me, and he told me he basically said, "Hey, I had a picture perfect week. I did everything to the T, except um, my appetite was out of control, so I had a spoonful of." Um, Halo Top ice cream and I had a, a Quest bar. And I just I just immediately went right to it and, and directly told him like let's be clear that's not a picture perfect week. So what I try to do is I just try to minimize those those thoughts that um I'm not trying to take away his his dream or his goal. I'm just trying to set him on the straight and narrow versus uh, let's be let's be honest with ourselves and let's be honest with our with our output and our work ethic. And really that's just where I go is like <clears throat> Let's just be honest with those two right there, and then the rest will do it. The rest will just do the work itself. You know what I mean? So, yeah. mm-hmm. if if you can't if you can't differentiate between a perfect picture perfect week and what eating ice cream is, then there's a good chance you're not ever going to make the Olympia. And I'm not saying that won't. I'm just saying there's a good chance, and I've yet to be wrong.
1: Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's it's, that's uh, funny. I too. like.
0: It. <laughs> It is, It is. I actually saw that, and I, you said it to me, Turner, and I was like, my first thought was picture perfect, but,
3: well, <laughs> and that was and, my and response wanna, back,
0: because there is no but I'll, when you do that picture perfect, you know?
3: Exactly, and I want to say something too, you know, when I sent him that back, he was like, well, I appreciate you put me on blast, that's what I needed, and and I immediately wrote him back, and I said, listen, I didn't put you on blast, what I did was, I put myself on blast, and I want anyone else to know that wants to hire Turner is a coach that thinks, "Hey, it's just going to be a sweet, easy, fun ride. He's going to be nice to me. He's going to give me cheat meals once a week. Blah 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 blah." Like, no, that's not who you need to go to if you want to be coddled and you want me to just pamper you. Like, I'm going to treat you like the expectations that you told me that you wanted. And then that, right. that's really that's it. So I didn't I didn't put you on blast. I, I I got rid of your name. Nobody saw that. Nobody knows who this is. They just know that Turner is a jerk. If uh if you're not if you're not you know, seeing eye to eye with, with what's really going on.
0: Well, I think that that's key. Cause that was uh, it's funny. This is literally the, you guys are killing it. I think you guys, have you read these questions? Did I send them to you? I don't remember because <laughs> the next question that I got was how big of a role does a person's perspective play in their success? And that to me, mm-hmm. we just discussed the difference of perspective right there. So what do you guys got with that?
1: There's a lot to, I mean, that's everything. That's the, you mean your perspective on the world around you is the reality that you live in and base all of your decisions on, Mm -hmm. right? It all comes, you know, your perspective is the result of, of all the things you put into your, you allow to flow through your mind. And, and that's why people have to have control of their thoughts. Like, you know, the whole thing about your diet, isn't just your food. It's also like what you watch, what you listen to and what you repeat to yourself over and over and over. Yeah. So like yeah. when you remove the junk food from your diet, it isn't just the fucking Mars bars. It's the, it's the, Oh, I suck. And oh fuck I fuck. I'm going to fuck this up. I know I'm going to fuck this up. And, and it's all that stuff. You have to be conscious and aware of that stuff. And you have to go to war with that type of self-talk and you have to, you know, really, really try to eliminate that stuff from your life. And we will all catch ourselves doing it, but it's how fast can you, catch yourself how fast can you put a stop to it be aware of it that that all contributes hugely to your perspective Mm -hmm. on how you see the world around you and um you know it it goes back to uh, i I didn't want to interrupt turner but when he was talking about where you know the, the going to the dark place about training intensity and stuff i i i sort of feel like this ties into your perspective it's like I, I'm lucky, I guess that at a young age, I had a chance to like try cool things like jumping dirt bikes off jumps. And I skied when I was young and I, you know, I sort of stuff like that. And, and I sort of saw like, okay, statistically I'm going to be okay. I'm just going to throw myself into this. I know what I'm doing. I'm not above my skill level. I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to trust in the process and fly off this jump or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and, and statistically, I've survived all but like I tore my quad on a trampoline. That was one thing I shouldn't have done, but everything else <laughs> pretty much. And, and that was just the perspective of like, you know what? I'm going to be okay. Statistically, I'm going to be fine and I can do this. Right. And that was a mentality that I would use in the gym. When I'd look at a bar with five plates on it, I'd be like, that's right. I've done this before. I've done this before. Mm-hmm. I can do it again. I'm just going to get under it. I'm just going to throw myself into this set and I'm going to be fine. You know what I mean, and so that's part of the perspective.
3: I always say, like, say for instance, we're training, we're training legs, and you're on you're on a heavy set of squats, and the goal was the goal was ten, and you're at nine, and you know when you come up and like you're shaking, you 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 like you can't, it's just tunnel vision, and you're just like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, and that's just where I'm in my person's ear, my my training partner's ear, and I say, what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? What's
1: the worst that can happen? Yeah.
3: And and, yeah. and I've said it so much now that he repeats that back to me, which is what I like. But that's I mean, that's what it's all about. Like, what are you gonna fall? Are you gonna fall? I mean, how many people have how many people have torn their quads when they were squatting and they couldn't get the weight off and they just dumped it? Not many. So just fucking what what's the worst that can happen? You got a spot. Yeah, yeah. You
1: can, yeah.
0: I, you're, I, you're in a rack. you don't, don't flip the rep. Yeah, you drop the weight and you and you move on. <clears throat> I think that that yeah. would be yeah. I feel like that's the perspective thing, especially when, you know, like you said, you're safe. You're, you're not feeling a twinge. Nothing's wrong. You're tired. It's like, to me, my perspective is simple. I'd rather go for that rep and miss it and dump it, than rack it and then go, fuck, I wonder if I could have got that. Like Mm. that is a perspective that'll screw with me because I tell uh, a lot of my, when I was still doing in-persons, I would tell clients, okay, you left a rep on the table and you can never get that rep back. You can do the next set perfect, but that one, you forever left it short. And you start getting a bunch of those. I mean, you know, Ronnie Coleman didn't leave reps ever. You know, Dorian for sure didn't leave reps. And I think it sounds silly, but if you start accumulating those things, it's the same in reverse with diet. One cookie won't kill you. Okay, but one cookie, how many times? Eventually... These things get in the way and, and they cost you. So that's that's back to that perspective. It's it's how you look at things yeah. on, on success as well, I think.
1: For sure. So um Where'd you get these questions? Was, you just you just you just mess up. I literally like, started messing people that any, know Turner. It was anybody that
0: I knew that knew Turner. Um, and then actually mm-hmm. uh, I even we we went to dinner and it was funny because uh, I asked Nikki to fire some off because like you know Turner now. I was like, You spent an hour and a half with him. Like that's all right. That's all you need with like people need, like us, because within you two the, hours you get the like, real deal, I more or less know exactly who I am dealing with right now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty cut to the chase, particularly in this case, because uh, poor guy is way
2: too much like me. So <clears throat> that's that. Uh, but I thought this one was good for for all of us. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast here at Think Big Bodybuilding Media. If we've provided value to you today, then please consider contributing to our show. You can help support the show through Patreon. Every $5 helps to pay for the software and the hardware and everything else that goes into making a podcast. You can also contribute by using our code at True Nutrition. True Nutrition has been our title sponsor for several years now. I'm super grateful for them. And I've believed in True Nutrition supplements long before they sponsored our programming. You could use our code THINK for health supplements and performance supplements. Feel free to hit me up if you have any questions. And if you're in Canada, check out supplementsource.ca. They have free shipping over $99. Huge discounts on overstock, short dated, and label change products. Plus, they have all your normal supplements too. Thank you guys for listening to the commercial. I hope you're having a great day and that your bodybuilding is going well. Let's get back to the shelf. Um, any one moment of your life, bodybuilding or not,
0: that you'd like to relive, not relive differently, not change just something that you'd like to do again. Oh mm, <laughs> man. Like, I read that and I was like, wow, that's tough. I've had a lot of really now cool how moments.
1: long is the moment? Like, is it like like five minutes? Like what time period are we thinking of here? Is it like a five minute moment or like an hour or like a day? Like, what do you mean moment? It could be anything. You no, know, it just how much value am I getting for my buck?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it depends. I mean, if you were quick with her, I mean, wait, uh, awkward, awkward. <laughs> no, I mean, I would literally look at it like, um, hey, I was young,
1: Dusty. I was young.
0: <laughs> I was still learning. <laughs> no, so I mean, it could be anything. I mean, I, I feel like there's a, a million options, and I mean, with with you particularly, Ron, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, the way you lived your life, young. I can't imagine how many things like moving to australia and how many things just in that time period of your life that you'd be like i'd like to do that day again or
1: that hour again you know what i mean yeah i also you know i also i think about this sort of stuff these are like the deep questions that i really like but Mm -hmm. i think too you know you don't want to like ruin a memory by going back and realizing oh yeah (laughs) it's not like i thought it was
2: wasn't as great as i thought yeah yeah
1: Yeah, like, oh, yeah, I guess that was just a normal night, but I guess it seemed so awesome to me because, like, I just happened to be, you know, in a great mood about this other thing, you know, like, you just never know. You you go back and relive the moment and you're like, "Ah, yeah, Yeah, she was was all right. (laughs) i remember her being much more attractive but i was drunk oh, yeah um, at the time i was like <laughs> super into that see my I, I, I guess you could say my tastes are a lot more sophisticated now dusty oh definitely oh <laughs> uh, well you got you guys got to give me at least something here this is this is solid. okay i i i always tell uh, i'll do a bodybuilding one just because you yeah know, it's fun i always tell people if you ever get a chance to win if you ever win an overall at a time you know you win your weight class and the overall like the the amateur you know cleanup yeah. right you had a weight class to win and then you got an overall to win and i always tell people if you ever get to win an overall savor it because yep. there's a lot of pros out there that never won an overall
2: huh
1: right yeah. they got their pro card won their heavyweights heavyweights at nationals or whatever got the card they go on to like fucking kick ass and be at the olympia and everything but they never had that experience of being the last man standing at like an amateur show and there's something about the Mm -hmm. grassroots that is really really just so awesome for everyone involved you know and i remember winning the 99 albertas i remember being the last guy i'm like you know no one else is left you got all you're the last guy and i just remember walking off the stage there's nobody left backstage except photographers and like all the promoters and everybody and they're like oh this is what it feels like to like really win a show and right. you know who knows if this will ever happen again and mm-hmm. uh so i was tell people if you ever get to win an overall really savor it and uh enjoy the moment and you know it was such a fucking blur that you know it might be awesome just go back and experience that again
3: right
0: yeah. what do you got turner
3: Uh, So I'm going to use a bodybuilding one, too, and this one is one that's always kind of stuck out to me, and I'll tell you why. So in 2014, I was a light heavyweight, and this was my year of, like, uh, graduating to the light heavyweights. Um, So 2014, that takes you guys all back. I'm sure you guys have got a fond memory or how how bodybuilding has changed since then. So I was doing the Kentucky Muscle, um, which is about a a four-and-a-half-hour drive from me. But that was a, a pro-am show. So you had the amateur show, and then you had the pros, and I think that was figure, bikini, and I think just those two, maybe a men's physique. I'm not 100% sure there because I don't know what all other classes were, were, were going on back then. But I know it was figure and bikini. Anyways, this was kind of like a mini Arnold. You know, it had the expo. It had all the seats. It had the pro judges. It, I mean, it was it was the whole shebang. So – I didn't know what I was getting into, and nobody knew who I was. Nobody. I was not Turner Riddle, the bodybuilder. I wasn't Turner Riddle, the guy with the big legs. I wasn't Turner Riddle, the asshole on social media. I was just like another person on the on the roster that was going to sign up for this show. I didn't know what to expect. I just knew that I had been training every, with every single thing that I had every single day for this moment. And, and yeah, I had the, I had the idea of after the show I was going to go on and do a national show um but i still understood that like i have to win this show this is a stepping stone of where i have to go so anyways i was a light heavyweight and there were 46 in my class so that should guys that should tell you guys how long ago it's been since there were 46 in a bodybuilding class in one class one one that's class crazy <laughs> man
2: that's crazy yep i've heard that's a great show too kentucky muscle just over the biggest and one in the country yeah, yeah.
3: At, I, at the time, you had um, – I, I think Justin had won it. I can't remember now. But, I mean, there was some prestige to it, and that's the reason I wanted to do it. And that's really the reason I've wanted to do a lot of the shows that I've done. Um, but anyways, so, you know, I'm backstage, and I would only done local shows up until then. And so, like, backstage, I'm like, wow, like, you know, you got, you got the whole montage of everyone backstage. And there was probably easily – I don't know. I, I I couldn't even give you a number, but there was a lot of people. Do you guys remember Brad? Um, I can't remember bl- Brad's last name. He's a two twelve pro. He's a black guy, and he's he's got like the burn on his. He had like a burn and a skin graft on his face. Anyways, he's a he's an old head in bodybuilding. Um, I was pumping up backstage, and like this is this doesn't really stick out in my head, but I was pumping up backstage, and he he walked up to me. He was like, I had no clue who he was. Listen, I had no clue who anyone was. Brad was like. Dude, you got some serious legs on you, my my friend. I was like, "Thanks, man. I appreciate it, you know." And uh, I didn't know he was a pro. I didn't know the people that he was talking to was a pro. I just I noticed him noticing me, and I just kept pumping up. But anyways, the the moment that really sticks out to to me in my head is is since that time right there, I've never been able to. And this is you know this is kind of what we all wanted, so it's not bad. It's just how it goes. From that moment forward I've never been able to get ready for a show or do a show and there not be like hype around my name that I had to live up to or going into the show where people expected me to do the show and, you know, place this way or look this way or um people asking me what show I was gonna do. I was l li- I was literally just a nobody in this big world of tanned up people, you know? And so um yeah, I won the overall. Um I got I, I, I there there's a lot of good people that that were a part of that weekend, which was really special to me, you know, I got to meet Justin Compton and that was him at his fucking biggest. I mean, like he was a mammoth. Uh, but, but really the, the the specialest part of that moment to me was the fact that like my, my world kind of changed overnight. Um, and it was, it became, I won't say a household name, but people were just like, Oh, okay. This kid's serious. I mean, he just won, you know, a pretty big bodybuilding show. Um, but yeah, like I said, like I haven't been able to do a flex Lewis classic or, a a, a national show anymore and people not like hound me to death on hey how you look send me pictures what you know mm-hmm. how when are you start when are you start in prep what do you weigh and so like you know at the time that's what I wanted I was wanting all that you know what I mean but now mm-hmm. I, I like to like I like to like go back into that hole and just like show up at a show and nobody know my name and me just come in and clean house yeah I totally get that that's cool totally yeah, that's cool,
1: cool. That's very That's, 90s.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> That's like, uh, it is funny because um, it, it actually made me, I was trying to think. I feel like I've had a million things, especially with sponsorships. I mean, there's about a million things I'd like to to, to watch again that I that play in my head. But from bodybuilding, I think the one that, like you said, kind of put me on the map, so to speak, was uh, when Chris and I did Junior Nationals in 2010, Um, you know, everyone backstage, how they're, they're, everyone's amped up. Like you see them, they're pumping up early, they're eating all their food, you know, and I had been sponsored for a little bit and I definitely had done time on the board. So people knew who I was, but you know, other than that, nothing spectacular. And I was literally sleeping backstage and I just had my feet up and I was literally watching heavyweights and supers pumping up and I'm like laid back on the ground and, um, And at the time, uh, Sally, who worked for RX Muscle, walked up to me and she's like, hey, are you going to pump up? Because I I just I want to get a picture to see what you look like to throw up on the website. Um, But can you do it now? Because I got to get back to the front of stage. I was like, all right. So I stood up and I just I grabbed some dumbbells. and I did like some lateral raises real quick. And uh, I remember I had my back to her. I unzipped my jacket, took it off my pants off and when i turned around i just hit one shot and she moved the camera goes holy fuck <laughs> and then put it back and took the picture and she goes i understand why you're so relaxed and walked away <laughs> and i was like oh and i didn't even hit me at the time but i had never done a show that big it was the first national show i'd ever done and i was like asleep because i just knew chris and i had done every little thing and like you said about perspective like I knew if someone was better than me, then good for them. Like, you yeah, know, you had no concerns
1: perfect. if they were better. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's and I mean, cool. I knew when I woke up that morning and I saw the mirror, I was like, Holy shit. Like I don't know yeah. what the hell Chris did in the last 72 hours, but it got wild. So yeah, I definitely, like you said, Turner, and it was very similar because you know, after you've done that, what happens is that's what's expected. Hmm. it's it's yep. never a shock ever again you know yep. especially when you've done it two three four times afterwards like no one ever wondered if i was going to be in shape after that it's just you know so again like that little moment it was just so funny to me because i remember even in my head going wow it must look even better than i thought
2: you know so yeah. <clears throat> i feel like god hit us yeah i i just okay so i what really resonated with me is what Turner said and then now you dusty the whole thing of expectations because I was thinking of a bunch of different times that were really special and important to me but one of them is thinking back to like all the way back all the way back to just like training in my parents basement with an old weight set because mm-hmm. my expectations were so low then you know like I didn't I didn't know what it was to have like a great pump and then be able to repeat that and continue you know and and mm. I feel like over the over the years um you know you 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 see a lot of people we all go through phases where we love bodybuilding more than others and people kind of like you can get bitter and burnt out and stuff like that and you you hear a lot of it and in social media people who are complaining and and I feel like one of the things that has kept me positive is being able to always try to plug in to that and to remember what it was like at that moment when I didn't have those expectations and that's to me like what bodybuilding the, the purity is of it so i i don't have like I, I i have some stories that are important to me like on stage and stuff i don't have mm-hmm. anything close to any of the three you guys do uh <laughs> but yeah there's no time when like chris aceto was pumped told me to do this and, you know and anything like that <laughs> right. and and the whole world knew who i was but um but yeah yeah for me i feel like it, and people do they're like you know scott you're a pretty positive guy and stuff i think that's one of the reasons is like i try to i try to stay plugged into that what what it was like to not have those expectations and cuz it can get so clouded sometimes you know what i mean just everything can get so clouded but it's all about just like freaking enjoying yourself and loving what you're doing and if you can stay <laughs> plugged into that then i if i can stay plugged into that i'm telling myself if i can stay plugged into that then i freaking love every every day of it you know Yeah, Yeah, that
0: that makes sense because I think when you, if you kick it back all the way, the the one moment that I think we all attempt to relive every day that you go to the gym is that set. You know, like we all have, you've all had that set and many, many times, but you know, like Turner, we talked about this last weekend where sometimes you'll have a set and it gets so intense that all of a sudden you realize during the set, you can't hear anything like your training (laughs) partners yelling. And you can hear them, but it's like faintly. And then you finally finish the set and you drop the weight. And it's as if someone turns the volume up slowly and you hear <laughs> it come back on. <clears throat> and it's funny because that is one of those things where now that I'm long retired, never even considering the stage, I literally hope for that every single time I walk into the gym. Yeah, Because that absolutely. is the ultimate, you know. I mean, that's really the thing is. that I think drives us back uh, when you're old as shit like Ron and I and still doing this.
1: Wow, I have a few years on you, dusty. You know, <laughs> just a couple, but
0: but hey, I'm the only one that tried to die, so I win um, <laughs> okay, so this is this is actually one that Ron likes to cover pretty regularly, but but I wanted to hit it, and I actually when we used to ask or when you used to ask this all the time, Ron, I never got this out of Scott or Turner. What in okay. life? has impacted the way you are now in bodybuilding business work. Like what was it about whether it's your upbringing or something that happened in your life that has made you this way, you know, cause obviously, you know, like Scott, I think that you like to, uh, downplay, but you've built a little empire doing what you love to do and it's a shit ton of work. I mean, Ron and I joke about it, but we hang up the phone and, disappear and three days later magically this thing is up you know
1: i do an instagram story
0: (laughs) we 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 share what he sends to us (laughs) but seriously like i'm it's i think it's an interesting thing because it does help other people to kind of identify um because everyone that's a friend of mine has this common link. it's just a fact like we're all a little messed up in the head and i'm always curious where it came from
3: so shoot
2: you got something? You want to go first, Turner?
3: I'll go first. So, I guess, I guess if I'm gonna, if my best guess at trying to answer that question would be, I went to I went to college. I w- I'd had great grades, um, and then you know I had a I had a dream. It was kind of like something my dad wanted me to do more than I wanted to do, but he wanted me to b- build his company up. Uh, work for him build build his company up and then us just grow this empire well I don't know if you guys have ever worked with family but that was like it was like two bulls in the china cabinet and like one of us was going to be right and it was his business so it was kind of like I was never going to be right not really I was I was doing everything I could to be right um, and it was just kind of his way or the highway which that's how it should be It was his business but we kind of tangled up tangled up one day and I was actually in the middle of prep so I don't I don't think that that really had anything to do with it. It may have just intensified it. But he told me, you know, do this or do that. And I just told him he needed to watch the way he talked to me. He said, well, you can pack your bags. And I said, all right, I'll do that. And then I, from that from that day moving forward, like at the time, I was already coaching people. Like I just wasn't coaching people and, and taking money from them. So, like, mm-hmm. I was – helping helping people and, and making plans for them and hey you should do this and you shouldn't do that and I had people all the time in the gym like hey uh do you think I should do this and and I was like yeah man you should do this and then I, I got to a point right after that where I was like you know the, that drive home where I basically got fired from my job from my dad I was like I you know it was just a long hard very quiet I didn't know what I was well I was actually headed to the gym because that's only other thing I was going to do in my life <laughs> uh, and it and it probably made for a damn good workout. But I just told myself, I was like, I, you know, I wasn't even really sad. I was just like, this is never going to happen again. I'm not going to be fired when I put my all into something that I'm doing. And so I told myself, I was like, I, I'm going to start coaching people. And at the time, like, I knew of, like, a, a Matt Porter. I knew of, like, a, um, a Chris Aceto and, um, like, a Chad Nichols. But, you know, back then, coaching wasn't even, like, It wasn't even, like, what it is now. Let's just put it that way. Like, everybody wasn't coaching to, you know, bring in extra income. I was just like, those guys are doing it. I'm coaching these people. You know, like, I didn't tout myself as being extraordinary at knowing all these. I just know that, like, I just knew the basics, the bodybuilding basics. And so, like, I just told myself, I was like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make my Facebook post and tell people that I'm officially going to start coaching people and then and you know the rest is history and so from that from that mo- that moment moving forward i just was like i have to do everything to the ump degree because i'm number one people are looking at me for like a role model and i'm giving advice so i've got to set a good example and so you know it's 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 really never been a, a problem for me to to do my best and set a good example because that's what i do anyway that goes back to perspective and and you know all of this is wrapped around perspective so my perspective is if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to do it to my absolute best ability. It doesn't matter if I'm low carbs or low sleep. Like that's just how I'm going to do it. Um, And someday you have better days than worse and and worse days. But at the end of the day, like my best, my worst days are better than most people's best days. And that's not me being cocky. That's just what it is. And and I'm sure all three of you guys could say the same thing. And that's why you are successful in what you do. And so bodybuilding, I, I don't know. That's just my mentality towards things. So I would say that bodybuilding's kind of made me that way. It made me say, hey, like, if, if I want to make more money, what am I going to do? I'm going to work harder. I'm going to start this. I'm going to, you know, learn this new trade or, or whatever. Or I'm going to take on more clients. I'm going to up my rate, whatever. But at the end of the day, bodybuilding has, has dug that out of me.
0: Right. Yes, I was going to yeah. ask that just to add one little thing was getting away from working for someone else just from knowing you. Did starting your own business, was that when you also, your perspective changed and you realized that there's money everywhere you look? It's just a lot of people can't see it. Hmm. Um, was that perspective uh, changed from that or did you always know that and just hadn't drawn into it?
3: No, no, I, I did you know, I was actually, and I tell people this a lot, um, which is why I am the way I am now. And that's kind of been like another step of growth. I didn't really, I didn't really hone into that until I don't know, maybe three or four years ago. And, it, you know, it has a lot to do with the lady that I'm uh, dating now and, and her kind of changing my perspective and then me starting to, like, become more friends with guys like yourself where, like, you're making a living off of bodybuilding versus just going out and trying to win shows. For the first amount of years, like, I started – let me make this clear. Like, I started coaching so I could be a better bodybuilder, so I could wake up when I wanted to work when i wanted to yeah. go to bed when i wanted to um i didn't start coaching to make a bunch of money i just was like well i'm a bo-. like i was making i was making pennies working for my dad and um i was still you know i was paying for all the things i need and still putting back money so once that really took off like i was like fuck this i i will never work for him again and it's kind of been like a i'm gonna prove him even though my dad and our best friends like and he still tries to hire me to this day because he understands my, my level of work ethic and what I accept and what won't accept. So he, he wants me to come back and work for him. But I know it's <laughs> it's it's not healthy for our family, number one. Um, but that's just been like my driving motive is like ah, I'm going to prove my dad wrong. And, and I don't like to I don't like to carry that because that's kind of like. That's why yeah. I hostility, and I, I don't want that between my dad. But going back to your question, no, I, I didn't really hone into that until about three or four years ago. And since then, my, my vision towards bodybuilding has totally changed because those years before those, all I cared about was bodybuilding. Like from the time that I wake up – and that's what I was kind of scared about today was like – you guys are going to ask me who's doing the show or what I think of this guy and <laughs> this guy or, or whatever. Like, I really don't keep up with that anymore. Like, I've got I, well, to be – I've had two people hit me up this week. One wants me to help him prep for a pro show, and another one wants me to he- help him prep for USAs. And I was like – on the phone, I was like, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really out of touch with all that's going on in, in the sport right now. So you're going to have to let me know how far the show is from from right. right now and um but but there it's it's all it's all money man and it's all you know it's what are you going to do to be different a lot of it like I've kind of stepped back from the social media game because I like it and I know that there's money to be made there but I spent so much time in those earlier years that I've been speaking of where all I cared about was social media who's liking this and who's following this that like it really burnt me out on social media and so now i'm trying to like diversify myself versus just making money in bodybuilding and and that'll mm-hmm. you know i can make money in bodybuilding as long as i want to so so can you guys um but <clears throat> i'm sorry that was a that was a giant spill but um <clears throat> you while you're here buddy it, well mm-hmm. it's just what i what i tell people all the time is i left so much money on the table when all i was concerned with was you know, Nick Walker's got a new leg video out or, um, what, what you know, there's hostility in this camp or Nick Tregilly is, he's posting about so-and-so like I, I was consumed with all that, which we, we all fall into that category at some point in time where we get caught up Where you know, the bodybuilders now are wearing these shoes instead of these shoes. So I got to get these shoes so I can fit in with the, with the fucking crowd. And, um, now I just kind of sit back when I see these trends forming and I'm like, huh. Oh. It's going gonna, it's gonna to swoop up and grab all these people, and then they're going to be into it. And Next thing you know, they're going to be broke, wondering why they, they can't buy their gear and their food and pay their coach. But they do got the shoes that Nick Walker's wearing. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> right. um, I just left – I spent too much time focusing on the wrong things, and I was leaving money on the table. And I wasn't worried about, like, starting a supplement company because I knew that I was going to start winning shows and, and making money. And unfortunately, I, I'm not the – bodybuilder that i thought i was at one time and so um it didn't play out exactly how i wanted it to so i'm not winning olympias making four hundred thousand dollars you know one time a year but uh, <laughs> at the end at the end of the day i will you know I, I hope to set myself up in a way where they can have all that and i can still walk away and you know pat myself on the back and feel happy with what i've accomplished i was gonna yeah.
0: say i think it's funny because it's it's unfortunately slash fortunately <laughs> You know, because that's what you're wired to do. So, yeah, I I like that. I think it's a good perspective because Rob Bailey talks about this a lot. He says you might set yourself up for a big goal like I'm going to be I'm going to win the Olympia. And then you might fall. I am not even say fall short, but you might end up prepping the guy that wins the Olympia.
2: Hmm.
0: Or you might end up being the food company who makes the food for the guy who sponsored that preps the Olympia. I don't think that the owner of mutant who loves bodybuilding uh, feels that he's went awry by, instead of being a pro, having 10 pros on his payroll. Like, right. <laughs> I don't think he lost, you know what I'm saying? So I think that that's right. absolutely a perspective thing that people need to think of, because I don't think any of us sitting here are where we thought we would be at the start of this process. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure as hell glad I'm where I'm at because I am done and I don't need to win. And, you know, like Ron and I talked about, Turner, we didn't speak about this last week, but, you know, we we went to the Arnold and it's been two years since we've been a show. It's been four years since I've been on stage. And, you know, you don't really know what that's going to mean when you're at a booth anymore. And what it meant was we have a podcast and do well on social media. And we were as busier, busier than we've ever been. And I'm like, yo. this isn't what I thought it was going to be. It's better,
2: you know? So, so I like that perspective for sure. I could relate to it a lot. I I've got, I've got some stuff And in Turner talked long enough that you got me thinking, man, I, everything you said, I, I can relate to a lot of that. I was, I was raised in a, uh, in a family business too, all, all my life. So I know the pains of working for dad and then coming home and him telling you to take the trash out. It's not fun. Yeah, fuck That's you. For sure. no. <laughs> fuck that. I love that. But I, I think uh. my perspective has changed over time. Cause as we were talking, as you guys were talking, I, I was thinking, I remember at one point telling somebody uh talking about a pro it might've been like Jay Cutler or somebody. I remember saying like, yeah, but he gets to, like, just do what he wants because he has the muscle tech contract or whatever it was. You know, he doesn't know. he doesn't have to go to his job and all of that, so lucky him. And whoever I was talking to, I can't even remember who it was, it, he said to me, he was like, yeah, but he had to work really hard to get that, to put himself in that position. And I guess mm-hmm. that I'm in a different place today than I was then because I remember at the time... That made a lot of sense to me. Like that was that was like he educated me, the person that told me that. And I would say that I I also started coaching because I wanted to be better at bodybuilding and give myself the time and all of that. But but it's 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 evolved into just like, man, you know, bodybuilding isn't the first thing I ever tried. I, I went to art school all my life. I wanted to be in art and I worked in photography and I burnt myself out of it. And then I, I kind of like just like floated for a little while until I fell back in love with bodybuilding, which I had known as a kid. And and so I have a lot of like ins- I had a lot of insight going into it, but I recognized like we can only do so many things in our lives. And I really enjoy doing this. And the more I put into this, the more I invest into it, the better I can be, and the more rich my life can be because of it. So I'm gonna latch on to this. And I'm going to make this mine in one way or another. And and as a coach, there's a difference, you know, like like Turner, you were saying like, not everybody used to coach and there's a ton of coaches now. But Mike Davies, who I'm I'm grateful I can say, he's a friend of mine now and, and he's educated me a lot in, in just like business as a coach. He had said, there's two kinds of people though. There's the people that are doing it because they want to have like a side hustle. And there's the people that are doing it because they need to pay their fucking bills. And if you need right. to pay your fucking bills and pay your medical and shit like that, then you got to be good. Like you have to be good if you're going to make a living at it, you know. And so I feel like in a position like you're in, Turner, or like I'm in, all of us are in, you have to be good. You, you we, We've put all of it on the line to make this work is really what it comes mm-hmm. down to. And there's no... There's no there's no like like halfway in, you know, there's no like I could fall back on this kind of thing. Like this is what we chose. So you don't uh-huh. have a choice. So, yeah, I don't know. I think for some people, they might not get it. Sometimes people who just casually appreciate bodybuilding, uh, uh-huh. you know, on the surface and watch the podcast and stuff. But this is literally our lives. So like our livelihoods depend on on this. So you have to be good as a coach if that's the case. I don't know. That's much a Yeah.
0: So you got time for 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 a closeout question, there, Turner? Yeah, hit me. All right, perfect. So this one I thought was uh, was real solid, Um, and it fits a lot of people. So I'm curious. Um, Turner's got a daughter; she's one, right? Your daughter? Nineteen
3: months, so just over. Nineteen
0: months. Yeah. So so here's the question: Um, How are you going to go about teaching your daughter what you've built? Because, I mean, it's something that uh, I even find myself in where by the time she's old enough to realize the life you've created, she won't know how you got there. She didn't get to see that hustle, those grinds from when you decided to make this move. Um, so how do you promote that or how do you promote that to somebody who you're being a mentor for that can't see it now? Because we all know, I mean, I don't, I don't uh, advertise coaching and I get people to hit me up every single day so yeah. how do you how do you go about teaching that to someone who didn't see the dirty work that got you to the point where i won't say it's easy but it's definitely more cruise control in some areas
3: man you know i i struggle with that because i think the number one problem with society i, I can't say the number one problem because there's way too many but one of the biggest problems i see with society now is the is the mentality that I've always heard growing up was I want you or my kids to to not have to go through the things that I went through growing up. And, and so what parents do is they give their children a Mercedes as their first car, because I want my child to have a nice car. That's not going to break down in the ghetto. And, you know, she needs to always have a, a nice pair of shoes on because, you know, we're not wearing just, just that mentality. And I'm, I'm not going to do that. like, until, you know, until a certain age, she's going to – her mom dresses her and her mom buys all her clothes. So, you know, I don't have to really worry about that, and, and her mom's going to always keep her cute looking. But she will know when she gets to an age, like, like today, like you've got, you got 16 acres, like trees fall all day long. I've been outside picking up leaves all, or limbs all day. And so there's going to come a time, which I was having this conversation with someone else. Um, yesterday and they were, you know, we were talking about our house renovation. They're like, that's a big house for just y'all three. They said, you, you guys need to have a boy. And, and in my head, I'm like, I wish we had a boy because not that, not that there's anything wrong with, with my daughter, but I wish we could have a boy that way. I could be like, get your fucking ass out here and we're going to work. You know, like <laughs> when, the sun, when the sun comes up and, and you know, like I want, I want, her, I want my daughter to be able to take what her and her mother and I have, have accomplished and and see the light and see like I can have anything I, I want. And I don't have it all yet, but that's why there's still fire in my belly to go out and get more. But I want her to know that none of this was was handed to either one of us. You know, Whitney always says that, you know, just the little eight hundred square foot basically apartment basement that we're living in is bigger than the house that she grew up in. From you know, from birth to like sixteen, they lived in like a seven hundred and fifty square foot house that was her parents and her and her brother. And so, you know, my child is not going to get a silver spoon shoved in her mouth and it's funny because from like like i'm 31 i'll be 32 this year i have a brother that's 23 and then i have a sister that's graduating college um next year so i think she's a junior but it's drastically changed like i had to i had to basically buy my first car my brother he was given the truck that my dad was a nice truck um my my dad gave that to him and my dad went and bought another truck my sister basically got a brand new fucking car so you know it's there's always i just have to provide her incentive and you know like for my for my dad it was kind of like hey whatever car you want you know you if whatever you whatever you make and pay for it i'll match that so you always Mm -hmm. have to provide some incentive to the people that you're trying to bring up because and I'm not 100% on this, but the level of grit and determination and grind that I have – like I don't want people to take this the wrong way, but you, I don't run across people that – I don't run across people that often. And mine has changed a little bit now from where I was 10 years ago, um, but you, if, 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 if you're going to try to mentor that person up, there's got to be incentive like – look man, you can have this, you can have this lifestyle, Yeah, you know, and, and a lot of people aren't really probably turned on to the things that I like. So, um, but man, that's really, really, really hard. And, and I'll probably, I'll probably, uh, struggle with that until she moves out, but I'm gonna be hard on her, man. I'm gonna be real hard <laughs> on her. And it's, and it's funny now because I'm, I would say that I'm harder on her than I, than her mother is, you know, and they say like, daddy's girl she's gonna have you wrapped around her finger she will but she'll know that like she's also gonna probably i'm probably not gonna be the first person she's gonna go ask hey mom can i stay the night out because you know because i'm gonna be like well is your fucking room clean um have you (laughs) have you fed the dogs is is every you know like she's gonna have chores and she's gonna have things that like to live under this roof you have to do and it's got to be done every day so right yeah in my in my um The way that I think I'm going to play that out to her is like I'm going to get a couple of animals to live out in the yard and just kind of like roam. And she's going to have to like it's going to be her responsibility to, you know, take care of this, feed this every morning, go do this before you go to school and just little things like that. But, um, you know, that's that's a great question. I I wish I had a better answer for you. Um, I'm still trying to I'm still trying to work on that.
0: We're going to hit you every three years and, until she's 18 with that question again and again.
3: <laughs> you guys, you guys may have to, uh, the next one in three years, you may have to like come t- I may be behind like plexiglass. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. I may yeah. kill somebody.
1: Yeah.
0: I got to hold the phone up to the, <laughs>
3: yeah. I do. Turner, can you Live. speak a little louder? We can't hear you.
1: Yeah. Live from San Quentin. <laughs>
3: I got yeah i got fucking teardrops and like yeah yeah you know, <laughs> my Hold my on. orange
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: classic well man appreciate you uh jumping on with us man and uh and, and rolling this through i think people are gonna like this perspective uh and we we definitely i didn't give him any warning with uh the shock and all of these off the wall questions so i thought it went well
2: yeah, you you,
3: you told me yesterday you were going to, so I'm like sitting around waiting, like okay, Dusty's going to hit me with some questions. I can have some good answers. Dusty was so prepared. And this is crazy, not
2: So
1: I have never seen Dusty this prepared. Isn't it weird? Like I had to have a plan
3: because I knew we had
0: no, I had no idea what we we're going to do without one. I also <laughs> yeah. feel
1: like I had a, I had like a holiday episode. I didn't have to. Oh, like, you got the next, next episode, buddy. Got we we oh, episode, buddy. You got to we relax. We're going to do <laughs> the next one. Yeah, it was good. we got close it out. Appreciate you coming on, man.
3: Always. I'm glad I can do this. And I'm glad that you guys didn't ask me, like, who who I thought was going to win Mr. Olympia or <laughs> who's got the most points that's going to go to the Olympia on points. Cause I'd be like, God damn. I was telling, I was talking to Kay today and I said, man, I'm supposed to be on um, Dusty and Ron's show today, Scott. Um, and I'm just really hoping that we don't have to talk like the details of like what's going on in the bodybuilding
2: world oh, right no. now. Yeah. What do you think about such and such as quads? Yeah. You know, do they do they look a little bit up <laughs> yeah. to you, Turner? However, yeah. if you would like to
1: revisit the 2009 Mr. Olympia, we could talk about that. <laughs> <And> you'll know <laughs> oh, that one perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Mass. Okay, thanks, awesome. buddy.
3: Absolutely, guys. I appreciate you having me on always. Okay. Uh, Remember so everybody,
1: like, share, subscribe, comment and ring the bell. You bet. Turn the riddle, everybody. It's just bodybuilding.
3: Peace.